Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Love is the law. No haters here. It's all love on the Lori and Julia show. Thanks for listening out there on the radio dial, on the app, on the stream, in the future as a podcaster. Thanks for being with us. You're welcome. And thanks for showing up to work, Rocco. You've been with us like, is this our third week? I think so. We're almost so. And it feels like it's the dead of winter when you look outside. (laughs) I mean, it's like ridiculous. We are not prepared for the oh. snow popalopolis. <laughs> oh, damn. Is the snow done for? I mean, what do we got? Rain today? We got rain. It's going to hail this morning. I, I had a big thunderclap this morning. Yeah, it's like fall and winter and spring kind of rolled into one because all the trees, a lot of the leaves are still so, looking pretty. So, and mine are still in my gutter because of my association. There's coming like in two weeks. Yes. So yeah, nice. I feel bad because we were, you know, because of Halloween and everything, we we're like, hey, you can, you know, our nine year old, we're like, you can have your friends over, right. you can do Halloween things. And like, we're not having anybody over when there's snow and rain. It's going to be nice next weekend. I feel it. Yeah, I feel it. Too. I feel it. This is just I feel temporary like it's people. Be a 45 kind of a situation. And I, yeah. Um, it's going to be Rocco. It's too soon to say. That's okay. right. It's I'm, way be, too because early. I'm looking. It's all love on the right. show. Well, it's going to be sunny. Um, according to my thing, it's going to be sunny and 36 next Friday and Saturday. Ooh, 36. 36. <laughs> so just December. a warm 36. 36. But when okay. the sun's shining, it feels like 38. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Halloween. Woo! But think of some of the freezing Halloweens. I think of packing my kids in so many different liners and long underwear and everything, and they don't care. Yeah, they just want that candy. They just well, want. That I, candy. I don't know how many people are letting their kids trick or treat. That that's a big. Uh, well, that's up for big discussion. I've got a whole thing in random thoughts All about right. who, what to look for if people are, and what to do. Oh, can I just tell you that even though it was a very exciting World Series game because the Tampa Ray Bays came back, they showed gonna, the I Dodgers. I thought you were going to say Buccaneers for no, a no, second. No, 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 Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Rays. They yes. came back. They showed the Dodgers what's what. It was kind of exciting because I'd like it to go to seven games. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be fun. And I thought for sure that uh, all the baseball butt would get us crack a on the bowling uh, team. Oh, and you didn't have the. You didn't have Julia, it. I couldn't have hit the <laughs> side of a barn if, you know. Have, do you? Are you past the point where you will ever go and it just goes straight in the gutter? No. No, I don't. I'm you not never, that bad of a bowler. Okay. Yeah, no. I, You're past the gutter ball. I aim for the arrow, and then the second ball, I aim for the shadow of the pin. 
that's, oh, that's that's a technique. Rocco, now, Wait, now what? You aim for the first so ball. You do what? I aim for the pin. I just okay. try to be right or left of the center. And pin. you're a st- you don't have I'm a, a hook, straight. Right? Yeah. I don't have a hook. I'm okay. just a slow, steady ten mile an hour roller. Whoa, whoa! whoa. Every once in a while, I get Miss a flinger Kitty. that goes up to eleven. Does it tell you your ball speed? Yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's so oh, advanced. Yeah. And uh, and then on the second ball to pick up, if you didn't, yeah, get them all down, then you you aim. For the shadow of the pin that you know will take everything down. Okay, Rocco, do you have that strategy? I've you're never used that strategy. You never, no, oh, I like it's that. a good one, Rocco. If you can get your hands and eyes to do everything at the coordinated level you see in your mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you, I think you have a pretty good average, right? I have 142. Yeah. I have a 142 average last night. 117. 122. Oh, these are Julian 122, numbers. which if I'd gotten another 122, I would have won a patch for a triplicate. <laughs> oh, you can do that? If you get mm-hmm. the same score three times? You get a triplicate do, patch. Nice. Do they really give out the actual patches, like Girl for Scouts that, or something? For that particular effort, Okay, yes. that's funny. Mm-hmm. That's very funny. So anyway, and I mean, a couple people bowled okay, but we just, we couldn't get fired up. We could not get it going. We had fun. Mm-hmm. But I had so many terrible splits, and I had so many easy misses. And then I thought later, I think I was too distracted by baseball. Oh, okay. There you go. Does mm-hmm. it bother you when you're so bad? Horrible. I felt horrible yeah. after the first game. I yeah. let my team down so badly because everybody did well, and I just couldn't. You were just the, the anchor. You were the old ball and chain last I was night. The old ball and chain. <laughs> Missing my average by 20 pins. That's pretty bad. So, you know, next week it'll be like one, whatever. It'll be below 140. It I'll will have be. Gone down, yeah. It will be. Rocco, does Bruno bowl? You know, we were into it for a while, and he had his own ball, and that was actually one of the first sports we ever watched together when we were when he was tiny. We watched some professional bowling on TV <laughs> from Sam's Town, but we haven't done any bowling since the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, I, it's it's safe. I mean, you've been talking about it. They split everybody up and do all that they, kind of stuff. Yeah, every it's very so they keep you socially distant. Yeah, they do. The you get away Plus, if you us. bring your own ball, you're not doing a lot of touching of other right. things. And, right. I'd bring my own sanitizer. We even desperately ordered tater tots and then served them in little individual dishes, hoping that the hot potato and salt would get us going. You were that bad. That bad. That's all right. Yeah. You've got to have a bad night, Laura. You can't be perfect all the time. Okay, so we got this email from um, Pam, and she says, Hi, ladies and Rocco. Catching up on podcasts, and I heard Lori's plan to vote on Election Day. And she goes on to say, Normally, I'd say, Great. Great. But if you get a phone call a few days before the election day and someone is telling you that you have been exposed to COVID, then what are you going to do? So Ghostbusters. Well, exactly. So this, I thought, was a was a good idea for people because look at the weather yesterday or the day before the snow unexpectedly today, today, Mm -hmm. the rain. Right. It's so easy to vote in person early in our state. You should do it. And I thought that was a good because. Because that could be the thing. What if someone is exposed right. and then you can't go? Right. Oh, and then you would feel that. horrible. I would feel horrible. So I thought, thank you, Pam. All right. I'll get my absentee okay. ballot out or whatever it is. I know right where it is. Yeah. I had mine waiting and it's very easy. And yes. I also want you to know, Rocco. Yes. You know who you are. She says, um, 
He wants to tell, convince Lori and everybody else to mm-hmm. vote early, not just you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm enjoying Rocco oh. and sending much appreciation to all of you for the entertainment during these difficult times. Oh. I thought that was really nice, Pam. Glad you're out there. Uh, no kidding. And and she's in the future, Rocco, because she listens she's on a the podcast. podcast. <laughs> so hello, Pam, on next Tuesday. <laughs> We'll see you, and Lori's going to take a picture. We'll see if she comes in with the sticker. But I just kind of thought that was a good thing because it isn't even about you physically getting there. It could be if someone you know was exposed, and then you couldn't go because you would feel so horrible. So I thought that's a good, good little thing. All right, can we just take a second to remember Marge Champion and you say who is she? Well, she was a hundred years old, and she's a dancer and an actress from the golden age of movies and Broadway musicals and television shows. She was 101, but she, her father was this dance teacher, Ernest Belcher, who taught Fred Astaire and Shirley <gasps> Temple oh. how to dance, and he was very good friends with Walt Disney. And that led the animation team at Disney to work on a, a movie called Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and they had uh, little Margie Belcher... At 14 years old, she danced for the all-male animation team a couple days a month at 10 bucks a day for two years so that they could sketch out so that how the Snow steps. White moved. Okay, that is, imagine those times when you literally had to have a sketcher and a dancer. Yes, and she later served as Disney's model for the Blue Fairy and Pinocchio, Hyacinth Hippo and Fantasia and uh, Mr. Stock and Dumbo. And she was um, in all kinds of, you know, she was in Showboat with Howard Keel and Ava Gardner. And she was on Broadway and she had this show with a husband. And uh, her last husband was TV director Boris uh, Segal, married to him for all of four years. At a hundred? Wait a minute. No, she okay. she married him in 1977. He died in 1981 when he accidentally walked into a helicopter blade on the set of the NBC miniseries World War Three, and he was the father of Katie Seagal from You're kidding Sons of Anarchy. And right. Married with children? Married with children. Futurama? Wow. Yeah. So, anyway, she was quite a gal. She had quite a life. 101 years old. The inspiration for Snow White. March champion. All right. March we'll, champion. When we come back, it's our story. We can't get enough of Oh, those damn bones. Are they good? Are they good? With Lauren Maris? She didn't win anything last night, did she? In the good old... That's the same tease. I don't, I don't think Who even so. knew? Who even knew, really, it was on? We did. We talked about it yesterday. I know, for a second. But we did Did anyone watch it? Well, of course. I mean, Julia. What? Is that the wrong question? Truly, in so many ways. Rocco, I don't know if you'd like to expand on it. Well, I know you were at bowling, question. but did you tape it or anything? Rocco? No one? Bueller? All right, no. I'm going to shut up. Mm-hmm. Apparently... Go ahead. And you it's Marin Morris, not Morin Maris. But yeah, it's, you know, that's, yeah. I'll, I'll let it slide. We can tell but you're maybe here. I maybe won't. you want to tell us about what you did last night, since you seem to have trouble focusing <laughs> and you're turning quite red right now and asking weird questions out of the blue. Go ahead and enlighten everybody. No, here's what we're going to talk about. I'm <laughs> you're kind such of, a brat, Lori. I know. You're such a brat. <laughs> well, I'm just saying all this absent mindedness. Um, and oh windmills of your mind. I'm just, and now Look you're at sweating. Long day. I'm now taking- you're sweating, and she's taking <laughs> off clothes. So I've, 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 uh, you know, I'm right on right now something. or last night? Or no, no we're probably both. Okay. okay, probably both. But the show we <laughs> never watched last year. We said we were going to, 
was uh, Dave. My next guest needs no introduction. It's David Letterman. Yes. One on one, one hour where he sits down and because last year wasn't the pandemic, we didn't have as much TV time on our hands. (laughs) We had and and he kind of, you know, I, I remember Neil Justin had watched the things and, you know, really liked it because it seemed like David Letterman was really picking people because it's only like six interviews, right? you know, picking people that he had an interest in doing a long form sit down with. And um, for this uh, second season, he's got some, you know, again, more fascinating uh, people, but the one where I was like, I am going to make a point of watching that is his sit down with Kim Kardashian yes. because whether you love her, hate her, or indifferent, it is amazing, you know, what has happened in her in life. her life, yeah. and really since we have known her, which is like whatever two thousand eight, two thousand five, yeah. whenever she started popping up with Paris Hilton. So, uh, so this is a, a couple of uh, I, I guess we just have one. A snippet where um, Kim David Letterman asked her about the O.J. Simpson case because, of course, her father, Robert Kardashian Sr., was on the O.J. Simpson defense team. And his mom and her mom and dad were friends with O.J. and Nicole. Nicole. They were couple friends. Couple friends. Like socially always hanging out together. Yes, and kind of neighbors it felt like. And she's... I've never, I don't really know uh, any of them to even talk about it. And I've even seen Kris Jenner. She's always talked around it. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't know if it has to do, because I believe she and her husband were separated. Yes. At the time. But I've never really heard, like, like I wondered what that was, because he was like their uncle, Uncle OJ. Yeah. To the kid. So I hear she, David Letterman was also interested. Here we go. You know, my mom was extremely vocal on her feelings. What did, what did she think or feel? Um, you know, she was believed that, you know, her friend was murdered by him. And that was really traumatizing for her. And then we'd go to my dad's house and it was a whole other situation there. And it would be like Johnny Cochran, Bob Shapiro, my dad, like the whole team. So we didn't really know what to believe or whose side to take as kids, because we didn't want to hurt one of our parents' feelings. And my dad took us to court one day with him, and he took us out of school and didn't tell my mom. And I remember my mom was sitting with Nicole's parents, and Courtney and I were sitting right behind OJ, and we like look over at my mom, and she's like giving us this death stare, like, what are you doing out of school? What are you doing here? And Courtney and I were like, just look straight, do not look at mom. It kind of tore our family apart, I'd say, for the whole time of the trial. And you're 13 and this happened? Yeah, 13, 14. And her mom is remarried to Bruce Jenner. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The time By of the, the trial. By the time this happens. Okay, during the, the time trial. of okay. the trial. Yeah, Can you married. imagine, though, that how stressful it would be? Your, this is your faux uncle, OJ. I mean, it's, I've always kind of wondered about that. And when we went through our period of time, like watching the people versus OJ, right. and, you know, it didn't get into any of Robert Kardashian's um, personal life. Not too much, but you did. You did get the uh, thing from the way David Schwimmer played him that there were conflicts and conflicts with he he knew totally. Rocco, did you ever watch that? I did. I liked that a lot. But you're right. Yeah, I could tell he was like, I think my buddy did it. Conflicted, and then but you're already hired and you're in it, and so I'm interested to hear her. And he, of course, is was legitimately you know fascinated and wanting to talk to him. She also shared with him, David Letterman, uh, David Letterman, excuse me, that she talked about uh, the Paris robbery. And I um, heard that audio, Lori. Yeah. And she basically, I mean, they even did like a test drill. Like if she were to be robbed, she just settled with that, the security company. Okay. Like yesterday. So did they do a test drill before she even had been on this trip? Um. What did she say? Here, let me get it. Well, here, she was also once mistaken for her father's mistress. That happened to her. Well, who is, hasn't that happened to you? You've hard, been mistaken for your dad's girlfriend. Hard copy identified her as the mistress pulling into his house. Well, that's hysterical. And her getting out of the car. Okay. And um, uh, her sister, she did admit to David Letterman that Kendall and Kylie don't know who he is. Who, so, who is? David Letterman. Well, that's hysterical because they're so much younger. Okay, yeah. that's hysterical. Um, and she did go over uh, a potential robbery uh, scenario the day of her Paris robbery. She told Letterman that in October of 2016, when she was held at gunpoint in her hotel, mm-hmm. uh, she said, um, my girlfriends and I had had lunch that day. And they said, if you guys were robbed, what would you do? Would you just give them the stuff? And I said... Yes, I would just say, take everything, just take everything. And then that night I ended up being robbed. Well, it's really raw. I mean, because I think Jason played it on his TV show. And um, she talks about there was, you know, they came into her room and she's just in a bathrobe with nothing underneath it. And she thought she's getting raped. Yeah. She didn't know what was happening. She was so worried her sister was going to go home from the wherever they were out and about and find her dead. I think this is compelling, and it's on Netflix. It's Conversations with Dave or something like David Letterman, yeah. something like that. But I really want to watch this one. My next guest needs my no next introdu- next introduction. So Kim Kardashian sounds like a lot of good, a lot of good stuff is covered. All right, listen, we come back. We have a treat for everybody. Who's Alexson is joining us? Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We are delighted to have Twin City, an icon, uh, Sue Zellickson, joining us. And Sue is a big foodie, a philanthropist beyond belief, started the Twin Cities Charlie Wards, former TV and radio host. Hey. Hi, Sue. And Hi, guys. And she's shorter than me. I'll never forget, Sue. The first time we met you, I think it was at a Broadway um, 
show at the Orpheum or something, and and I'm like, wow, she's shorter than me. I'm tall. I know. <laughs> and your signature look, people have read you probably Minnesota Monthly for right. years and seen you around town, and I just thought... What's your signature look? Um, brown glasses, beautiful hair, and beautiful clothes, right? Oh, my gosh, you guys. Oh, my gosh. Said, Julie, how, how tall are you? Because I've shrunk since I've seen you. I, I well, so shoot, so is Julia. I am too. I was. <laughs> I wanted to know. I know. I, I you started at five two, and I think it says you're four eight. I'm four seven now. Oh no, honey, is that how little we're gonna get? <laughs> we're just gonna be little people. <laughs> you know, it doesn't ever make sense. The tall people never get shorter. The shorter people always do. It That's it seems so wrong, right? Okay, you're just a little peanut. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I can't reach the top shelves in the grocery store anymore. Um, you know what? It's an issue. I stand on a lot of shelves to get up to things in grocery stores, in Target, or It'd something like that. It'd be a like good that. way to meet people, though. Like, you just <laughs> ask people right. to, Absolutely. you know, get you things there, for you. Right. You stand there looking forlorn, and some handsome guy walks by that's really tall, and then you meet him. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and we, we've read... That's that would be a good way to meet people. Um, okay, so Sue, you know, you were kind of instrumental in having us um, talk with Shirley Hutton last week, and that was just so much fun. And I was just thinking, go ahead. It was delightful. It was delightful. She was so darling, and and her book that she wrote is just fabulous. It it really is fabulous. It made me want to write a book now, so maybe I'm going to do that, too. Well, okay, so speaking of that, you know, you have edited a ton of cookbooks for charity and other things, and you've never written your own book? No, I've written a couple cookbooks, but nothing, no, not my my grandma book like she did. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that might be a, I don't know. We'll have to talk about that. Well, Writing a book is hard. Oh, it sounds, it just, Lori and I, people would always tell us when we first started, just write a book, it'll get you more coverage and stuff. And we're like, how? Who wants to do that? Yeah, well. And by the way, I can't write. Yeah, I mean, there's a number (laughs) of things going on with that. Just details. So you have been... Go ahead. You two are so funny. You could just take all the quotes out of your quotes out of your out of your, out of your shows and put them in a book. You know what? Stories. I've got fun. notebooks upon notebooks. But... Julia has uh-huh. been prolific with our uh, note keeping. I mean, how would you construct a book? Have you been a journal keeper? Would you go back and look at like your columns? You know that you've done because that right there would be a great diary as far as you know knowing what was going on. I think you guys should do that. I think that's an excellent idea. We're We're talking about about your book now, Sue. (laughs) No, I'm talking about your book. I know. Maybe we should do it together. Okay. Okay, that would be fun. All right, so, you know, you are, I think, are you 82? I'm six. You're you're 86? I'm 86. I'm catching up to Sid. Wow. You know, and it's... You're so inspirational because you still are doing charitable things, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. And I just thought it would be nice for people in the Twin Cities to, you know, know who you are. Well, Sue, you're you're really? like an ageless person. You are uh, to me. I remember even the first time I met you, I just thought, oh, you just like glow. You just oh, always have so that great. You've always just had that great energy, and I don't. I've never associated like any age with you, if that makes sense. Well, I used to be called an energizing bunny, but I think I've lost a few of my batteries lately. <laughs> it doesn't work so well anymore. Well, you know, you got to slow down at some point. So did you, um, like in the, you know, because you know, like the restaurants and chefs, I mean, you know 
all that kind of stuff and having started the Charlie Awards. I mean, have you ever seen any, is there anything in your lifetime that compares to right now what the restaurant uh, world is going through? You know, right now what the world is going through altogether, you couldn't even make it up. Mm -hmm. Right? You couldn't, it's just unreal. And every aspect, there's not, you keep looking for the silver lining and what silver lining? It's tarnished. Right. (laughs) And right now you don't even see a way it can sparkle again. It's just, I hate to be a downer, but I mean, every day you think, what what shoe's going to fall next? Mm -hmm. Um, We've never, so you've never, I mean, the restaurants, no one has ever been in this dire of a situation well we didn't have the, we didn't have the affluence that we have now that right it's such a crash i mean it was never this high right so the drop is lower because when you think back of even how people cooked before i'll never forget when i went on a trip when a food trip and we went to uh, Pennsylvania, where they took us into all these old homes that showed the hearths where the people cooked and they had the big iron pots and the ladies had to lift the pots to put the on, you know, on the hearth to cook and yes. and hang things outside and everything. And then, and at that time, we were just when Pilates was starting. Mm-hmm. And I thought, in those days, you didn't have to do those things. Just your everyday work was that way. And nobody went out to eat. Everybody cooked at home. And so the, the drop that we're having now is so much bigger than mm-hmm. would have had years ago. You know, they were used to hard times. We've been spoiled. We have been spoiled. You're right about that. You know, again, this might be a good time to write a book. Um, <laughs> so because we're home anyway, doing nothing. That's right. right. That's right. So yeah. one of the things, you know, because you started the Charlie Awards, which mm-hmm. awards local um, restaurant tours, chefs, people in the food community with the special awards. And what year is this year going to be? I think this is our tenth. Oh my goodness! I sh- I should know, shouldn't I? Ninth or tenth? My head. Ninth or tenth? Okay. Yeah. And and how did you? You know, and this is something that has been fun, Lori. And I have been to it. People mm-hmm. love it. But you started it. Kind of, it's named after Charlie's Exceptional Restaurant that used to be downtown mm-hmm. Minneapolis. Right. And the reason I started it is that Scott Mayer, who was doing the the uh, Ivy Awards, yes. Yeah. Honoring the people on stage and all our theaters and everything, I walked out of one of those which I just loved. They were wonderful, which they are no more. But um, everybody misses them. But uh, I said to him, "So why can't we do something like this for the food industry? They work just as hard as the actors and actresses, and in fact, they feed us." So we talked a little bit, and, and RT was standing there too, and he, the mayor, and he said, "That's a great idea." So we got together and and uh, put on this thing, and it was going on. I think. Isn't that funny? I got a blanket how many years, but I know it's been a few years. And then we just passed it on to the editors of uh, to Nancy Weingarten Monroe at uh, Food Service News. So it's still going on. Scott and I are still part of it, but not we don't have to do all the work anymore. Well, that's so. <laughs> that's kind of nice. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, in that restaurant, Charlie's Exceptional, though. Um, do you remember that? I do. I do. Lori, Lori, I don't know. I didn't live here then. I don't Rocco, think. you were probably too young. Uh, yeah, it was closed by the time I was. But what was so special about that restaurant that you named the words after that restaurant? Well, it was an icon of a restaurant. When you used that word earlier, uh, people would go there for special occasions, the business people, and then also people that had anniversaries and so forth. And they were just known to be the hospitable place in, in downtown Minneapolis. 
And I still remember that at the Charlie Awards, we, we tried to serve some of the things that they were famous for. And one was their potato salad, which they wouldn't give the recipe out for years. And then somebody at the Star Trip got it. And, and now it's all over the place. <laughs> but um, things like that, that it, it was it was a steak restaurant. It was it was expensive for those times. In fact, we got some of the old um, menus that we had and you, we couldn't believe the prices. They were so low, like three five for a steak dinner or something. And um, that's what I'm saying. The crash was much right. smaller in years ago. But uh, it, it, anyway, it, it turned out that we wanted to honor. That was the main thing. The chefs and the restaurateurs who do so much in the nonprofit world that people yes. don't even know about. Every time something's going on, we go to a chef or a restaurant and say, can you donate? Can you donate? And they always do. And they're still doing it, even in these hard times. Yes, they are. And do you have a couple fundraisers or virtual events that are coming up? Yeah, in fact, there's one this Saturday, this Sunday, but it, it but it sold out. It's I mean, it was wonderful. We're doing something for the cookie carts. There's two oh. cookie carts, one in St. Paul and one in Minneapolis now. Yep, that's a and great organization. It really is. It trains kids in, uh, in in a good vocation rather than having them get in trouble. So they come to the cookie cart and learn skills on marketing and cooking and baking and all kinds of things and working with people. I always say when you walk into a cookie cart, when the door opens, the kids come springing out of the, it's like the Pavlov syndrome or something, how the kid just comes right out to wait on you. So they've learned a lot of good skills. But anyway, they both are, uh, they have, we have been doing a fundraiser for like 15 years, but it was usually a sit-down dinner and a right. an auction and all that. And you can't do that anymore. So many of the organizations have changed their ways of doing things. And this time, all the chefs we asked to donate a meal said yes. And there's about 10 of them, like Crave and the Grocer's Table and uh, uh, just a ton, ton of restaurants. Everybody we asked, uh, Good Day Cafe and uh, the Mill City Kitchen, Mill Valley Kitchen. And, and like- anyway, they all... They've all said yes, and they're making meals, and then we pick them up. The people that's where it picked up the meals and, and bring it to their home, and then watch a video about the cookie carts and that's, eat the meals. But every every restaurant is doing it. And it's like you wonderful. said, the restaurant community is the one that picks up the pieces. I mean, we've had that. Yeah. We've heard that since the beginning of COVID, and helping make meals, helping pack meals, helping do everything. And it's such a giving. Uh, it's such a great community. Is there anything else that you want to highlight? I want to know about the Susie cookies. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I did that for the for the. Uh, what did I do that for? It was a fundraiser for Prospectus Family Center, and uh, it was uh, just a, a recipe that was a fake recipe. Well, not a, a mistake recipe that I did when I was growing up. I had a grandma who was a fabulous cook, and she never measured. So I thought, well, when I can bake, I can not measure too. And my first batch of cookies came out like a lace cookie, you know, the real yes. thin. That there was no, and, and it turned out to be fabulous. So luckily, I ran into some people, I think from General Mills, that helped me put the, the it was so long ago, I can't even remember, that helped me put a formula together. And then we put them in a box. And one of my friends from Women Who Really Cook, uh, Sheila Mullen, made a, a fancy box for me. And <laughs> so did uh, uh, we put it in there. And the only problem was I had to deliver them myself. And as I got older, it was just too hard to carry these around to different stores. Oh, so now I'm not doing it. Anymore. They look, I'm looking at the box and yeah. it's my kind of cookie. No oh. flour, really oh. just gooey, crunchy. It looks so good. So, they, so if you're just trying to, if we're talking to Sue's Alex and we only have like a minute left, Sue, um, I just want to thank you for your contributions to everything. And you, she's been, you're so, um, upbeat, 
and positive and write the book. And it, it, we, we, miss were, we miss seeing you out and about everybody. You know? I know that's that's the that's the saddest thing about it. Well, one of the sad things I said we could add that to the list. Yeah, yeah. add it to the list. Just we miss to, seeing to each other. To see our friends, mm-hmm. right? So the minute we we get everything lifted and it's safe, let's go do lunch, and I'll bring you some cookies. Oh, I pr- promise, because they I'm looking at them right now, and I, you know I've got a sweet tooth. It was just so nice to talk to you, honey. Is there anything else that oh. you want people to know about? I just want to tell you that I'm so thrilled you got Rocco with you because he's fabulous. <laughs> I used to work with him at CCO and he was the best. And so, and I can't even believe he's got a son that old. That's right. <laughs> Can you believe? And you guys are James Beard Award winners. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. So we've heard yeah, about that. Right. Yeah. That's right. He was my producer then so that was perfect. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. But thank you again for having me on and yes, let's all write our books. That will be fantastic. <laughs> it's a, to look back on all the good times we've we've had together. No kidding. Well, thank you. And we love Rocco Sue. Okay. (laughs) We do. We do. Thanks, honey. It's so nice to talk to you, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, dear. We'll be right back. Thanks for hanging out with us on this dreary, gloomy Thursday that looks like another month, but yet is, in fact, October. (laughs) We're shaking our fist at you, but I I did did, uh, talk with a friend last night at polling about, we were like, well, you know what? It quit snowing here in the middle of March. It did. We got so lucky with spring and summer. I mean, right when the pandemic yeah. happened, when the first lockdown happened. Remember, there was there was no more winter, and nope. I remember we were all brave because we just thought it was going to be like a month or something. Mm-hmm. So innocent, and um, but I remember you and I were going. Oh, at least the winter ended, and it was sunny because everyone was canceling. Yeah. You know, trips. trips. Yeah, right and left. We had just come back from Vegas, Vegas. and we were on right on the cusp. Cusp of, I mean, like a couple days yeah. later, they shut it down, and so we we're like, okay, so we had an early goodbye to winter, and so what you're saying, we're getting an early hello mm-hmm. to winter, and she said, yeah, that's how it works. I'm just like, oh, for crying out loud. We're in Minnesota. We can't yeah. get a whole year. Yeah, I know it exactly. No, we can't. But I will say, I mm. was grateful for all the sunshine we had. Because we got a lot of it when we needed it. Yeah, yeah. It was no, wonderful. It, that was the thing mm-hmm. that like kind of gave us a little our little pep in our step. Because yep. we were all having to walk outside. And it was kind of... Looking for teddy bears in the windows. Yes, the rainbows in the windows. That. And thinking of all the walks. But waiting for tennis the, nuts to the be put The snow up. was yep. melting, melting, melting. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that, Racco? Yep, a lot of outdoor walks. Yeah, but right away. I mean, normally in a... Normally, I in mean... March it's, 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 a, it's a wet month. It's snowing mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time. Okay. All right. So you asked about the CMT awards, Julia, earlier. Like, oh, my God, didn't we just have the ACMs yeah, or the CMAs? A, yeah. So the CMTs are, it's a fan-based thing. So oh, that's it's like why the People's we, Choice. Yes, exactly. Right, which is now the Ease Choice Awards. Okay, people yeah. has lost it. They no longer want to pay to have fans vote on 
shows, but um, because no one watches it. Yeah, basically, and so they just really. This is a show that leaned. It, you know, it was outside. It was in the great outdoors. Some of it was outside. It was in Nashville. Okay, and uh, it was just two hours. It was mostly like the the young people. I mean. Noah Cyrus uh, is her sister's sister. She appeared on stage uh, dressed in an outfit from Miley's closet. Completely, basically. Did you see it, Rocco? I'm looking right now. Oh, yeah, we it's basically all the no clothes. It's it's like uh, Fredericks of Hollywood meets Dollywood. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know because she's got the hat and the long Crystal Gale hair, and then she's got a nude illusion suit on and glitter over. All the all the pertinent, you know, kibbles and bits. Mm-hmm. You know, so she looked really pretty. I thought. Oh, I think she looks really because pretty. she was she's an growing into her looks. Girl, yeah, she's growing into her looks. Yeah, because she was like a, an amazingly cute little kid. Mm-hmm. You know, it, but how many of us have our? You know, like she's like had all of her awkward things out in the public. Yes, she has. So anyway, she went into Miley's closet and said, "Let's do Fredericks of Hollywood meets Dollywood," and mm-hmm. she's really getting all the headlines for the CMTs. Carrie Underwood won like her one thousandth one thousandth CMT. Um, she had video. No, it was of her twenty second. It was mm-hmm. her twenty seconds. I'm just trying yeah. to give it to you, as Sarah Highland was the host, our modern family gal. And she changed like eight times in two hours. And I liked all of her outfits. She was kind of a cute little host. She's darling as a person, too. Yeah. She's uh, darling. uh, uh, Kelsey Ballerini looked like she cracked open a disco ball. And all of a sudden we were... um, She put it on and it didn't have pants? No, but I think we were... I think the camera was in L.A. I think it was in uh, Hollywood and Halsey. They were doing at a dive bar. Mm -hmm. So that happened. That was one thing. She performed the other girl and it kind of looked like a... I don't know. It, it looked like faintly reminiscent of Coyote Ugly. Yes, Lori, that is such a good, yeah. You know what they mm-hmm. were going for? So it was in Shania uh, Twain, performed all the way from Switzerland. She wore a cream fringe vest over a leopard print blouse, which Did looked like look something good? Lisa Rinna would be hocking on QVC. No, Julie, does that sound good? Well, it's all about the fringe, you told me. Well, I know, but let me finish. She had sparkly silver pants tucked into a different shade of silver boots. Trey. Trey, whore. You're so funny. <laughs> anyway, but um, her fashion, that was that right there was so bad. It was like, you know, somebody, she's Shania. You know, I know she's in Switzerland, but girl, call up Tina. She could look Call up Tina. Oh, you're such a brat. She's just a chalet over. You're she would have such... told you to lose something. One of these things doesn't belong here. All right, so that And happened. then Taylor Swift, uh, got. Uh, she gave the award for Breakthrough Video of the Year, and she had a black turtleneck and on and bangs that looked like she cut them herself when she put, like, that tape you used to put on your forehead. So and your bangs would stay them. straight? Well, no, it would kind of yeah. give them a little curl. They they looked and Lori said Rocco, she's, she's she looks got like tape me. bangs. <laughs> she looks yeah, like no, me. I've given myself those bangs that t- Taylor mm-hmm. Swift. I I desperately wanted bangs and I just realized I have curly bangs and my I think my uh, auntie who was four years older gave me like this tape. Oh, that aunt. and a pair of scissors. Where is that aunt? Oh, somewhere in California. 
Anyway, and then there are a bunch of young dudes that yeah. were kind of cute. Okay, that was your review of a show that no one watched. Yeah, basically. So I watched Check out the fashions and, online. Yeah, look at the fashion. Holly <laughs> posted I, them. I saved you two hours. You really didn't miss much, you know. I would agree 100%. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. And Blake and Gwen got their first joint CMT award, so it was a real big thing for them. That's kind of cute. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. This is Claudia's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. I had just moved to a new city and barely even knew where the grocery store was yet. When my car wouldn't start one morning, I didn't know who to ask about local shops. But I remembered a name from back home, O'Reilly Auto Parts. I called and they pointed me to a great mechanic just down the street. Now, I feel a little more at home. Oh, oh. 